kids podcast. <laughs> you can go slow. A kids podcast about. Hey, listeners, thanks for finding this episode. We believe in the power of conversations and knowing that kids like you are ready to talk about the big things going on in their world. If you like this episode, please consider liking or reviewing the show through whatever app you're using to listen right now. That helps others discover this podcast, and that helps make sure this show is reaching the ears that need to hear it most. Thanks. What are emotions? Emotions are how you feel. They don't control you. Emotions are mental reactions marked by strong feelings and usually causing physical effects. So to walk you through that, it's a mental reaction such as anger or fear or joy marked by strong feelings uh, such as happy or livid and usually causing physical effects. Hold on a second. Livid? What does it mean to feel livid? Livid is another way to say that you are very, very angry. It's almost as if the anger almost overtakes you and blurs your judgment a bit. Got it. Can we hear it from the top? It's an immense reaction such as anger or fear or joy, marked by strong feelings such as happy or livid and usually causing physical effects. Like when you're happy, you smile. When you're angry, you might get a little yelly. And that's emotions. Welcome to A Kid's Book About, the podcast. I'm Matthew, your host. The voices you heard at the top of our show were from Julia, Pablo Andres, and Nikita. Each week, we talk about the big things going on in your world with a different author from our A Kid's Book About series. Hi, I'm Nikita Simpson. I am a daughter. I am a creative. I'm a writer. I'm a friend. And a bit of a goober. And I'm also the author of a kid's book about emotions. This is no ordinary book about emotions. Although it is a little about treating all emotions as ordinary, not strange or shameful or something to hide or to be embarrassed about feeling. So I wanted to make a tool, make a book, make a conversation starter. So that way a lot of families, a lot of homes could even start talking about that. It's not just mom, dad, aunt, uncle, guardian, teacher. Sometimes days at school are really tough and kids may not not have the words or tools to know how to communicate that. So if a grown-up and a little one don't have the opportunity to talk about that and figure out how to process it together, this book would be the first place to start doing that. Emotions can be funny, and by funny, I mean unpredictable. I think we tend to oversimplify them, meaning that I think sometimes we brush off emotions as being basic, when really there can be lots of complex things going on in the background. Even just as I was preparing this episode, I felt so many different emotions. I felt excited to talk to Nikita. I felt nervous to make sure I said everything just right. I felt distracted when my daughter kept interrupting me, but I also felt loved because every time she came into the room, she hugged me and said, I love you. All of these emotions mixed together in my experience of creating this episode. And each of those emotions, as well as Nikita's emotions, helped shape this episode to be exactly what it is. 
Let's hear what you've been feeling, and then we'll hear from Nikita. Angry, sad, angry, sad, and don't know the rest. Happy, angry, sad. My favorite emotion is when I'm excited. Alive experienced a lot of emotions recently. Even yesterday, I had a lot of work to do, so I felt some fear. I was afraid I wasn't going to be able to get all of my work done. I felt a lot of joy. I ordered some of my favorite burgers for dinner, so that was a very, very happy moment. Another emotion that I felt yesterday was definitely some anger. I felt a lot of emotions yesterday. Maybe you've had similar days. Maybe you've experienced similar emotions. The COVID-19 epidemic has changed life for all of us, but it's also given many of us something in common in how we feel about the experience of living life safe at home. And Nikita? My answer would probably be what a lot of people are feeling right now uh, in the midst of this pandemic. A lot of confusion over a year of having to live a life indoors and having to navigate what it is to make sure that I am safe, the people around me are safe. It's a lot of fear that I felt, uh, a lot of confusion, uh, a lot of sadness, hearing a lot of people pass, a lot of joy when I see people finding creative ways to get through adjusting to a new lifestyle. Sometimes a lot of anger because it's, it's not easy having to change up your life at the last minute in circumstances that you can't control, and you don't really know why, and every day is trying to figure that out. Before we get too much further into this conversation, did you know that there's actually a second person behind this book? A person who was on Nikita's mind while she wrote it. Her name's not on the cover, but you'll spot it right away on the dedication, which reads, quote, To my mom who's done everything she can to make sure I always have a safe space in this world with her. When I was little, I've always been pretty sensitive. And for many years, thought that was a negative thing. I thought it made me feel a little bit weak or a little bit less than my peers. I felt I had to be a little more tough, but that just didn't change. And my mom recognized that really early on. So she made it a point to make sure uh, to be the best mom that she could because she wanted to make sure that the life that I had was better than the life that she had. And she knew that honoring my emotions and helping me understand that would help better how we have our talks, how we communicate, how we navigate life together as mother and daughter. And I learned over time that not everyone had the same experience um, growing up, especially in a lot of uh, Black homes, a lot of immigrant homes, Sometimes emotions and how we feel isn't always the topic du jour. Du jour is French. It means of the day. So when Nikita says how we feel isn't always the topic du jour, she's saying that talking about how we feel isn't always to all people the most important topic to talk about. And it's also parents learning how to be a parent and also how to be an adult while managing life and making a life better for them, for their kids too while not always having all the tools available, like therapy, which a lot of kids should be able to have to talk about their emotions. Why do you think that is that in some Black homes or immigrant homes, as you brought up, or really in any homes, why could it be hard to talk about emotions or to 
get help to talk about emotions or, or really any of that. Why? Why have those barriers? I think a lot of it has to do with different tiered reasons, different levels of reasons. Nikita talks about those reasons and also answers one of the questions you submitted right after this break. Hey, grown-ups! With over a hundred different titles in our kids' book about series, it may be hard to figure out where to start. Allow me to make a suggestion. There is perhaps no greater feeling, nothing more life-giving or secure, than to know you belong. No matter where you are, what you're experiencing, or who you're around, without that feeling of belonging, it's hard to concentrate on anything else. We can help our kids know what it feels like to belong. And what it takes to help others feel like they belong around us. When you do belong, you—it's very, very evident, right? Because I like to say your heart smiles and your brain is tickled. That's Kevin Carroll, author of a kids' book about belonging. Check out our Kevin Talks About Belonging episode of a kids' book about the podcast. Listen together with the kiddos in your life. And when you're ready, visit akidsco.com. For more great books and podcasts made to empower kids. Welcome back to a kids' book about the podcast. On today's episode, we're talking about emotions, how they affect people differently, and how there's often a lot going on behind the way we feel. I'm going to state the obvious here. Bear with me. Everyone manages emotions differently. Every home manages emotions differently. Emotions look different from one person to the next and from one place to the next. That doesn't make emotions right or wrong. What it does mean, though, is sometimes it can be harder for certain people to get support when they're struggling with difficult emotions. This might be because they don't know what resources or help are available to them. It might be because the way people have talked about emotions with them have taught them to handle emotions a certain way. For a lot of、uh, black and brown homes, it's not always the easiest to process or even have it out in the open to talk about your feelings or emotions. In my own experience, my mom had to focus on worrying about making sure that I had a bed to sleep in, a roof over my head, food on the table. And it's also another involved level of being a parent that a lot of parents that were learning how to be a parent didn't always consider, and they didn't also have the resources to do that. And a lot of immigrant homes sometimes it's a language barrier for people moving into the states. And I know there's a lot of different issues like the areas that you grow up in, the schools that you go to, or the access to resources that most people have. Not every family is going to have resources available for a therapist. Thankfully, we're getting better now, but that's just still a reality. I, I think a lot of、um, black and brown homes just really need the support, and we're getting a lot better now. But I think that was definitely a strong point of、uh, tension that makes it difficult. But I think we're getting better now, where we're centering mental health, we're centering resources, so that way people can do that more. I first went to therapy when I was an adult. 
Not everyone needs to go to therapy. In fact, it was my choice. Seeing a therapist each week helped me to understand my emotions as I was feeling them. It also helped me to understand a lot of the feelings I was still confused about from childhood. I think about a kid's book about emotions, and I think about what it would have meant to me if I had access to a book like this when I was in elementary school. I didn't expect for this to be a book, a project, a thing that I would do in my lifetime. And I have all the thanks to Kevin Carroll, who introduced me to Jelani Memory. He had mentioned that he was writing a book and how Jelani was looking for more diverse authors. And I said, please send me this person's contact information. I need to get in and write a book because I don't see any authors that look like me that write children's books. And the process of workshopping it with the A Kid's Book About Team was amazing. It was really fast, not for lack of tact, but it was fast because it was just so easy to make. We talked about our life's journeys. I talked about mine. We managed to fold that into the story of writing about emotions. There was a lot of laughter. There was some tears for me for sure, but there were happy tears and even working with uh, the designer, with Duke, and coming up with all of the fun ideas that we could put in this book and all the different ways that we could color or like make, build, destroy was so much fun. I felt so much joy making this. This was the most probably enriching thing that was such a light in my past 2020 year. So much joy. We received a number of questions from listeners about emotions. Today we're hearing from Pablo Andres in Oregon. He was thinking a lot about emotions and asks, I wonder why I know how to deal with sometimes. Well, first, thank you so much for your question, Pablo. That is a great question. And I hope you are having a wonderful day whenever you hear this. <laughs> and to answer your question, we have to deal with emotions because they are natural. They are different states of being, which means they're very much a part of how we feel things, how we experience the world, and how we react to the world that we live in. That's why we have to deal with them. Some people experience emotions very strongly. Some people don't really experience emotions at all. They teach us a lot of things about ourselves. They help us create our identity or who we are. And they help us understand the people that we are around a lot better. Nikita gave me some really good advice during our interview, and I'm going to share it with you, but you've got to promise me that you won't forget it and that you'll come back to this advice whenever you need to hear it. Deal? All right. For me, whenever I experience an emotion I don't want to deal with, I try to stop everything that is around me. I take a moment. I try to breathe. I try to think about what I'm feeling. I ask a lot of questions that start with why. Why am I angry? Why is this making me feel this way? Why can't I stop feeling it? And then some what questions. What can I do to make myself feel better? What can I say to myself or to whomever is making me feel this emotion uh, to change the outcome of how I'm feeling. And I try to do a little practice here and there if I don't have the chance to ask too many questions. Maybe it's a time out for myself. 
Maybe it's taking some time to doodle or to draw how I feel. And those different steps can help you get through feeling the things that you don't want to feel to a better place of feeling the way that you want to feel. Isn't that great? If a grown-up's been listening with you, first, take a moment to take in that advice. All right. Now, think of what you might try next time you're feeling a really big emotion and you're not quite sure what to do. Be sure to ask your grown-up, too. I wonder if they'll try the same strategy. I wonder if they've got a strategy that's worked for them that they could share. I do have emotions about emotions. The only emotion that I'm strongly against is hate. It takes a lot to get to a place of hate. I don't like using that word too much, only because it feels too permanent. It feels so negative. And I know that it has a place, as all emotions do. But I try my best to abstain, to stay away from hate as much as I can, because when I get to that place, it's really hard to remove myself from it. I am very, very drawn to love. I love love. I love love in all of its forms. I love love for my family. I love love for my friends. I love love for my peers. I love love for people that love me. Love is such a great emotion. It has a natural pull to people and it binds us in ways that we never expect. That's such a great emotion. Thank you to Nikita Simpson, author of A Kid's Book About Emotions, for joining us today and to our two very special kid voices for helping make this episode what it is. My name is Pablo Andres Barco and I live in Oregon and I'm six. Pablo Andres loves to play games, dumb bonded trampoline, and watch YouTube. My name is Julia. I'm five years old. I live in Maryland. My favorite thing is to color. Thanks, Pablo Andres. Thanks, Julia. If you want to be on a future episode of A Kid's Book About, the podcast, or if you have a question you'd like us to consider, have a grown-up email us at listen at akidspodcastabout.com, and we'll send you the details. A Kid's Book About, the podcast, is recorded and produced by me, Matthew Winner, with help from Chad Michael Snavely and the team at Sound On Studios. Subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and wherever podcasts are found. And if you like this episode, consider sharing it with a friend, teacher, or grown-up. Join us next week for a conversation about systemic racism with a kid's book about author, Jordan Theory. Hi, I'm Matthew. I'm the head of audio at A Kids Co. And I also host A Kids Book About the podcast and worth noting. I just wanted to say thanks. Thanks for listening to our shows in your classroom or in your bedroom, over breakfast or over dinner, on your drive or on your downtime. No matter what you do between this listen and the next time you tune in, thanks. You're awesome. And it's because of kids like you that we get to make cool stuff like this. See ya.